Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen, at snc.tv and local now, channel 525. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Now, I've heard stories that if you eat at a restaurant, and the service is poor. And I'm not saying I concur with this, okay? I'm just saying this happens. You eat at a restaurant, the service is poor. And some people are inclined not to leave a tip. And I've heard people say, no, don't do that, because then the server might think, oh, they just forgot the tip. Leave a tip. And again, I'm not saying do this, okay? I'm getting some, I'm getting somewhere with this. Instead of leaving no tip, leave a two-cent tip. Then that way, that's very obvious that you thought the service was lousy. It's worth two cents. Okay. Similarly, I thought of that because last week, Columbus Police Lieutenant Melissa McFadden won her discrimination suit in U.S. District Court against the Columbus Police Department. She won. She alleged discrimination, and she won. And what did she win? $2. Not $2 million. Not $200,000. $2. Well, now, rather than take the L and recognize that, okay, I got the satisfaction of saying, yes, I was discriminated against, but the jury didn't think that I was really damaged or they thought that I played a role in the damage that I obviously must have brought on myself with my attitude, my comportment with my superiors and my people I supervise. No. Melissa McFadden, through her attorneys, have filed a motion for not really a new trial. No, they don't want to give back the W on the discrimination. They want a new trial only on the damages. Her attorney says the $2 judgment is insulting. That's interesting because last week I remember reading him say that the verdict was more about the principle than the money. Apparently it is about the money. Melissa wants more moolah. Her motion says that the jury was perpetuating, quoting here, perpetuating the very discrimination and retaliation the jury found the city had committed by apparently being anchored in dislike for her because she too aggressively pursued claims against what she perceived to be discrimination and retaliation. Hmm. Maybe that wasn't it, Melissa. Maybe it is that they found the city committed discrimination against you, but they disliked you not because you aggressively pursued claims because they really didn't think you were hurt because after all you didn't get fired you got promoted so if you'd have been fired you could have made a better argument that you were damaged 
this, Melissa, is how the court system in America works. You go in, you present your case, a jury hears it, and they render a verdict. And you are bound by that verdict. Even if you don't like it, you liked half of it, the part that said you won, you didn't like the other half that gave you $2. Not even enough for a cup of coffee. So I find this to be very interesting that I blame the jury now for me not getting enough money and her problems at the Columbus Police Department were also the fault of someone else. It goes back to what I was saying earlier about Democratic positions being consequence-free positions. Her difficulty at work is the fault of everyone else, but not her. Where else do we see that? Oh, critical race theory. The reason why you don't have this or that is because, not because of your own failings, not because of your own attention to detail, desire to work hard, willingness to persevere through difficulty. No, it's because someone is oppressing you. And they're oppressing you not because you don't work to their specifications, you don't follow orders, you don't do this, that, or the other. It's just simply because of how you look, what your ethnicity is, or what your sex is. So... The other funny part of this story is that her attorneys allege that the city presented evidence against Melissa McFadden about her leadership style (laughs) that, quote, poisoned the jury's attitude toward her, making her so unlikable that a total of $2 was awarded. Yes! Yes, that is what the opposition does in a court case, Melissa McFadden. Ask any rape victim who goes to court trying to be a witness against the person who assaulted them. It is often said that the victim is on trial because what do they try to do? They try to impugn the character of the victim. If you're the victim here... You must persevere, press on, endure the other side presenting its side of the story. Wouldn't life be wonderful? Sunshine and balloons for everyone. Flying pink unicorns to get you home. If you could go to court, sue someone, and they couldn't say anything bad about you, but you could say everything bad about them. Wow, what a system that would be. I don't know Melissa McFadden, but I do find it curious that in 2020, a black female police lieutenant in the city of Columbus published a book about what she said were experiences of racism while being a member of the Columbus Division of Police. And that book was self-published. Now, I ask you, what was the market for a book in the summer of 2020 in the aftermath of George Floyd riots in Minneapolis and across the country? What was the market for a black female police lieutenant to write a book about racism in a major city police department? Were any publishers interested in telling that story? 
every publisher was interested in telling that story. And Melissa McFadden's book was self-published. I've had a couple books published. So I understand the publishing process. And books get published when they are considered by the experts in the field to have an audience that will purchase them and a story that is authentic. The fact that her book was self-published leads me to believe, I do not know, but leads me to believe that she did not have a story that a publisher in the business of making money off other people's stories did not find her story to be credible, did not find her story to be marketable. And you can draw your own conclusions on why. But it's pretty much the same verdict that the jury rendered. They didn't find her story to be particularly marketable, though they did find it to be credible. Now, if Melissa McFadden wants a little more money for her trouble, she should move to California, where lawmakers on Sunday night passed a budget that will provide tax refunds to Californians as a wedge against inflation. Wow. I know Democrats, I know, I know the state of California stinks of Democrats, but this is quite a gambit, is it not? You elect Democrats to your governor and other positions of power in the state. A Democratic president and the Democratic governor enact policies that ruin one time the most prosperous state in the union. And then they give you a check that is meant to appease you for their failures. Yes, checks will be going out if you make less than, what do you figure, 80 grand? No, if you make less than $250,000, you will be getting a check from the state of California to guard against high gas prices and high food prices caused by the people sending you the check. Yeah, I'll be reaching out to Michael Stephen, Michael and Stephen today about Patriot Switch. Susan, you got to return my email. You click on Patriot Switch, I will contact you. Now, I don't know if this is only for Virginia or if this is in Ohio too, although I'm checking ColumbusGasPrices.com. And while they have tied for first and lowest gas prices in Columbus at the moment, Sheets is not listed at price per at the price per gallon that I see on this news story out of Lynchburg, Virginia, which reads, Sheets has announced a dramatic price reduction leading up to the Independence Day weekend. Effective immediately... Sheets gas stations will be reducing the price of fuel to $3.99 a gallon for unleaded 88 and $3.49 a gallon for E85. Sheets is not a sponsor of this show. I just find this to be uh, an amazing story, if true. The limited time offer will be available through the July 4th holiday travel season. 
But I'm looking at it right now. Four fifty three is the lowest price in Columbus, and uh, Sheets and Thornton's both offer that. Better than five bucks. My wife is in Arizona right now, and they're paying a lot more than we are. A lot more than we are. I'd like to someday relocate to Arizona, although Arizona is a state that is overrun by border issues. And I see a potential for the collision of the border crisis and the abortion rancor in our country to collide in a way that could be very, very dangerous. And I'm not trying to be alarmist. I'm just saying, I think we undervalue, underfocus on this fentanyl situation. It is terrifying how little fentanyl it takes to kill a person. And it is likewise terrifying how open our southern border is, given the fact that if you were a foreign actor who wanted to do severe damage to the United States of America, and you knew that there was free access through the southern border, and that you could smuggle in a relatively small amount of fentanyl in a car, in a door panel of a car, in a water bottle, in some innocuous way. And that that fentanyl could kill literally millions of Americans. How does that not move our government, whose task is to protect the citizens, to stop this from happening? The fentanyl comes from China. It comes through the southern border. It is being marketed to our youth on social media with emojis. Kids who think they're getting Adderall. Or now that 60% of abortions are medical abortions, chemical abortions, abortion by pill, the morning after pill. And it's getting, it's going to get harder to buy that pill. From Walgreens, Walmart, because look, states that do not want abortion are going to move to ban the shipment of those drugs into their states. They just are. If you saw the movie Unplanned and you saw the depiction of Abby Johnson's abortion via the abortion pill, it is terrifying that women choose that route to abort their child without a doctor present. The people who talk about women losing their life over this decision to overturn Roe versus Wade, they're more correct than they know, but not for the reason that they say. Because women are in tremendous peril by using medical drugs to abort their children without a doctor being present. You can bleed out. It is very common. And so if you're China, so if you're Russia, and you know that there's going to be a growing demand for abortion-inducing drugs on the black market via social media, away from the eyes of authorities, why would you not poison 
abortion-inducing drugs with fentanyl. It's a gruesome, barbaric thought. But I think it is one worth consideration, given how deeply immersed in the desire to commit abortion many people are. I told you earlier in the show, California, two guys caught smuggling 150,000 fentanyl pills worth an estimated $750,000 had the pills stashed inside their vehicle. They were booked into the California Tulare County Jail. This fentanyl is capable of killing millions of people. It looks as if it was contained in, I buy like herbicide in two and a half gallon containers. All this fentanyl, 150,000 pills, were in three two and a half gallon containers. They had been ho- they had been cut and hollowed out so you could lift the lid and put bags and bags and bags of fentanyl in there. And that's what they did. And they were caught. And they were booked into the jail. And they were in jail for two days and boom, they were released. 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 Guys who brought drugs into the country who could kill millions of people. Now, if you went away for life, it might be hard to find somebody who'd be willing to smuggle those pills into the country. But if they're back out free two days later, do you think that's going to stop somebody from going right back to Mexico and getting more fentanyl? Here's the sheriff, Mike Boudreau, on what happened. Learn of the order until it was far too late. This assessment was done behind the scenes, basically, without ever contacting me as the sheriff or even asking me what I believe the risk to our public safety would be. Um, I made a phone call to our district attorney who also had no information as to this assessment and release of this person. Now, I do run the jails, but we run uh, about 2,200 inmates here in our our jail facilities. There's a lot of paperwork, a lot of court information that comes through. And when there is a release, that necessarily doesn't reach my desk. Mm -hmm. However, uh, come Monday morning, I learned of this release and I was infuriated. I could not believe that we had 150,000 fentanyl pills, one of the most dangerous uh, epidemics that is facing our nation today, with people in custody Mm -hmm. that we may potentially be able to impact the future of this type of drug trafficking organization and or cartels in California and my county, and we let them go. How cavalier is the law enforcement effort above the county DA and above the county sheriff? How cavalier is their approach that they gave away the avenue through which these two criminals could have allowed authorities to pursue, backtrack, trace where these drugs came from, the cartel and the people responsible? And this is one arrest in one county.